world's becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. Lipstick Bodyguard. Fear no evil. Get yours today only at LipstickBodyguard.com. Broadcasting from behind the Second Amendment Iron Curtain in the shadows of the New York City skyline, this is Gun For Hire Radio, the voice of one million New Jersey gun owners, with your hosts, Sandy Berardi and Master Firearms Trainer, Anthony Calandra. Live from the land of soon forgot demos, this is the nation. Welcome to it. Uh, so you didn't see the video intro and still photo I did. I'm holding an exacto knife up because <laughs> someone on the show for many years talks about how our rights are sliced like a loaf of bologna. Yeah. One paper thin, see-through thin slice at a time. Mm. And they slowly, slowly slice it. And before you know it, more than 50% of the loaf is on the government side. And now we're probably down to a point where we, the people, hold about 20%. You know that uh, little scrap that they keep in the deli case that they always the ends, sell the, ends. the ends, right. the cold cut ends. We used to cut that up and make appetizers out of that, like antipast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if it was really bad, we used to sell it as dog treats. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's pretty smart. You know, when they get crusty and stuff, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. we have now. That's a great analogy. <laughs> it is, yep. Yeah. We got the dog treats. <laughs> so, if, if you know, all these laws that are passed, a right delayed is a right denied. We talk about it all the time. And, you know, there's still all this crap going on with the election. Who won? Who didn't won? Recount this thing, that thing. I've kind of backed off from it. Uh, but I want to talk about our rights being taken away because... Uh, uh, Governor Free Stuff and uh, Harpo Cuomo uh, passed executive orders this week. And uh, one of the things is we're not allowed to have more than 10 people at our house for any holiday festivities. Well, that's, that's pure science, you know, because yeah. nine people and below, you can't spread any kind of disease. They have but, a tip hotline, too. Oh, they it's do. not 800, I'm a rat, but it should be. Oh, that's great. Uh, or 800, oh. I want to get my face punched in. Well, that's kind of like, uh, uh, who did that? Uh, Germany, just before uh, the Jews, I guess. <laughs> so what right does the government have? I mean, the government's taken all our, all our rights away, rain tax and, you know, yeah. uh, you, you know, imminent domain. We need your property. Well, you can't have it. It's been in my family for 300 years. Tough shit, imminent domain, domain run a highway through it, right? right. We're, all, we're all used to hearing these stories. So for you people out there that, that find this agreeable and don't believe you can make decisions on your own to keep your family safe, and you think the government should be making these decisions for you, you don't realize how far this is going to go. Oh, I mean, gonna, this yeah. is like Bloomberg running the country or yeah. the world, basically. You can't have a big gulp. You can't have headphones. You can't have fried foods. You can't have sugar. You know, the whole bit. You can't have more than 10 people in your house, and you can't have more than 30 people at a funeral service. Where do these numbers come from? Yeah, it's pure science. You know, you got to yeah. follow the science. 
And who the F for you to tell me what I can do? I was planning on being alone Thanksgiving, just Tracy and I, because my parents are elderly and they live in an over 55 are community. Are you going to invite and I don't 50 wanna, people? Yeah, no, I, I would like to have a party of about 100 people now. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's just because a, you're telling me I can't do it. Right. You know, use your judgment, your discretion, but know the government feels that we have to infringe on every right and lead you around. This whole COVID lock thing down was some test, don't you think, Sandy? Oh, yeah, it was a great trial run. I mean, it's never been done in history before. If you look at the, if you look at the true science of epidemiology, you never, lock, you never sequester or lock down well people. It's never been done. It's, it's, it's bizarre. The rumor is that on December or either no I think it's November 23rd when the kids get off for Thanksgiving break that Murphy and Cuomo are also going to lock schools down from till at least January 23rd no in person schooling or study at all for <laughs> for no uh, November December January, for at least through November to December to two months to to see to get the numbers going down now there's more there's more infringement of rights so the restaurant and entertainment industry isn't hurt bad enough. He imposed a 10 p.m. curfew oh, well, for all, all restaurants science, and bars. You, know, you, you could so, do that. So I'm thinking if a restaurant's open from 4 o'clock, a restaurant and bar, let's say, is open from 4 p.m. till 2 in the morning, mm -hmm. right? That's 10 hours. So you have clientele funneling in and out, and then they, in a 10-hour period, obviously there's peak times. So now... You're going to go from 10 hours to six hours, and you're probably going to cram the same amount of people through. Yep. Right? Because everybody's still going to want to go out and do what they were doing. So you probably could spread it even more. Yep. But here's a, a, a shitty thing. So this is this goes for entertainment venues, too. So the manager of the Grove uh, in Cedar Grove told me that they have to change the times of weddings now and murphy i watched him in a press oh conference goodness. he's like well what's the big deal just move it up a few hours what's the big deal yeah because it's not a big deal from him because he's a bourgeois yeah. socialist communist right. and he's rich right so he's already there he's at bon jovi level he doesn't give a shit. so if you have a couple that planned a church wedding at two o'clock, and then a reception goes from four to eleven or something. You know, now they have to change the times, the the flower delivery, the DJ, the band, the amount of people. Uh, it, what's the big deal? Just move it up a few hours. How does it change by having a wedding and an hour or two earlier? How does that stop the spread? How does COVID know when it's ten p.m.? It's the smartest virus ever created. And this is more and more tests. Let's yeah. see what we can squeeze. Let's see what we can do. Every presser he does, three a week, he keeps threatening more lockdowns are coming. But these are the same people who constantly say the science dictates what we do. It's like Harpo Cuomo in New York City, who's, he and Murphy really should have been tried for war crimes over this. They, they are responsible for more deaths during this than uh, just about anybody else in the country, right? But that'll, he, but he's writing a book on how well he did. Yeah, so here's one more. Murphy kicked his responsibility. What's that old thing, Sandy? You can delegate authority, but you can't delegate responsibility? Yeah, that's for sure. Well, Murphy definitely maxed out on the Peter Principle. That's where you get promoted <laughs> to your own level of ignorance. He's definitely a double Peter Principle candidate, maybe a quadruple. He signed an executive order 
that New Jersey counties and towns may order 8 p.m. curfew on non-essential businesses. <laughs> so now your restaurant, your bar was open till 2 in the morning. Murphy changed it to 8, uh, 10 p.m. Your local mayor can turn around and close you down at 8 p.m. You know, it's bizarre. Based on uh, Based on what? I don't know. A neighbor calls and says, I seen people three feet away from each other. Yeah. So I think and and maybe the mayor is one of these lockdown control freaks. Well, he doesn't like business in a a dark blue state like New Jersey. I mean, so how how does this how does this possibly work? How how does this possibly work? It's a dry run for complete totalitarianism. It's. These are things that are happening, uh, you know, coming up in the break, and this, I guess is a good time to talk about it. This, uh, we're only going to have one break during this show, and coming up in the break is a 14-minute clip uh, that we ripped from a YouTube video. It's a Yugoslavian woman who, is, who lived through what happened in the 1990s in Yugoslavia when the um, socialists took over Yugoslavia and uh, murdered uh, over 100 million people in the process. And she sees gross similarities. It's a warning notice to the United States. It's it's chilling when you sit and listen uh, to her timeline of exactly what was happening and how closely it resembles what you're seeing in the news or maybe not seeing in the news. So, so... It's a very powerful uh, piece. You're going to hear it too. It reminds me of the Venezuela thing, which I'll talk. I'll remind people again. But yeah. so, so now the towns and counties have the power to do an 8 p.m. curfew. See, Newark did an 8 p.m. curfew a few weeks ago. So this is so you're going to see. Did the crime the go down cities. in Newark when they did an 8 p.m.? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> they just consolidated. So, it. <laughs> but but Governor Snaggletooth better just remember that my. <laughs> <laughs> my case, ANGRPC NRA case deeming uh, indoor ranges essential is still at the Third Circuit. Okay, it's just sitting on the back burner. And if he turns around and decides that gun indoor gun ranges are not essential and tries to curfew me or shut me down, we call the judges' chambers at the Third Circuit and we get our case turned right back on immediately. Yeah. So if I'm going to be shut down, I'm not going to be shut down more than a week or two. You know. But so go back into that exacto blade. They're slicing away our rights. Mm-hmm. They're putting everything in their hands. They control us for everything. What did it, what, Alinsky, right? Control the health care, the food, yep. ev- everything. everything. Government is here for you. So for a lot of you that are new listeners, I have a gentleman, George, <clears throat> that, <clears throat> excuse me, lived in Cuba. Uh, he was uh, in third grade when Fidel took over Cuba. His grandparents were killed. They own property. They own farms. His parents were kept alive, uh, and they got state jobs, basically. And uh, when he was in third grade, Fidel, he was in Havana. Fidel and about 20 military officers went classroom to classroom, and they went in the front of the classroom, and Fidel was there, and they said to the kids, uh, do you all like candy? And all the kids raised their hand, and he told all the kids to close their eyes and pray to God for candy. So they all closed their eyes. They prayed to God for candy. They opened their eyes. There was no candy. So then Fidel said to them, see, God doesn't give you candy. He goes, Fidel gives you candy. And he handed candy out to all the kids. Mm-hmm. And George is in his 70s now, and he escaped Cuba with his parents when he was in fifth grade, went to Miami, and then ended up in northern New Jersey where he has a successful business. He's retired now. 
but his uh, three of his four grandchildren are all in on the socialism thing. Oh, Lord. And it's he told me, he had me like 20 minutes, he calls me Tony. It's breaking his heart because yeah. these kids He's think, no, Grandpa, it's going to work this yeah, time. Sure the is. Cuban socialism was yeah. different. Right. You know what I mean? The, 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 the Cuban one is, uh, you know, that's going to be, the, the new one's going to be better than the Cuban one. The Cuban one was flawed. Ours is going to be better. Well, okay. if you look at their playbook, the next thing, and, it, and this is what's going to be troubling, is the next step in this whole thing is assassination. And if uh, Crazy Joe doesn't, and Michael Moore has already tipped his uh, tipped his hat and said, uh, you know, uh, Dementia Joe better start embracing socialism. Uh, AOC said we better be taking screenshots and remembering all the Trump supporters mm -hmm. so we can pretty much go after them. As soon as they announced, as soon as the media announced uh, the president uh, elect Biden, which he's not, um, they started talking about lists. Amazing, yep. right? Yep. The party of peace and unity. Yeah, exactly. So, go ahead. What were we going to say? No, nothing. So, this is happening in New Jersey. Now, for the first time, you're ever going to hear this come out of my lips, but I'm on the agreeing side with Mayor Stephen Fulop from Jersey City. Mr. Marine and um, anti-gun, as you can imagine. Mm -hmm. So he's doing something different. Uh, he's kind of fighting Murphy here, and he's doing what he calls a responsible reopening. He started with parks and farmer markets, and then he was like, the reality is that asking people to pretend as if they're going to stay in their house and shelter in place indefinitely is not realistic. So you're better off putting some sort of control or parameters in place to people where people can safely go out and actually do things that they are going to do anyway. Right. Okay. He wrote, trying to balance public health and the financial health of the city's main small businesses, Phillips says he's not giving into knee-jerk reactions. It's a dig at Murphy, by the way. Yeah. Uh, he wrote that, so seeing an uptick in the coronavirus, we are obviously concerned, but at the same time, you're not seeing the same rates increasing in ho hospitalizations, ICU, ventilators, and fatalities. Oh, my God. Right. He, he, he understands this, all right? So also, if you take a look at what's going on from a real scientific standpoint, the medical standpoint, the original strain of the what's called the Wuhan strain, which is, um, or again, if, if you can count on anything that China says, is all but pretty much eradicated. And it, it is it is morphed into a couple of other strains. The good part about this particular um, thing is that nature does not make this. Uh, change in the structure that it in its genetic structure so it's not mutating as quickly as a naturally occurring virus might ah. so it's easier to trade it's easier to track down it's easier to deal with it from a from a uh, um, you know an inoculation standpoint so you you there's a possibility that you could have a an effective um, you know, vaccine against this sort of thing. But that said, real numbers, uh, we're dealing with something that at its worst has about the same death rate now as the seasonal flu. And two years ago, the 
death rate from the flu was 85,000 U.S. And we did not shut down malls. We did not shut down schools. We did not shut down uh, shopping, um, except for the big box stores, right? Oh, yeah. Well, that's another one. So listen to this, Sandy. Philip's going to be in trouble. He's going to get knocked out of the Democratic Party. Prior to the governor's announcement, Hoboken and Patterson officials have ordered restaurants and bars to close by midnight. This week, another Jersey City neighbor, Newark, announced 8 p.m. Curfews for non-essential businesses and, and is limiting indoor gatherings. Indoor gatherings, no more than 10 people. That's including your home. So Phillips said that the city's data shows the coronavirus. that? <laughs> I don't know. Phillips said that the city's data shows that the coronavirus is being spread by people attending small gatherings or family events in their homes. I'm not sure what closing a restaurant or bar is going to do to help the situation. If anything, it is going to push people to those small house gatherings where people let down their guard. He, well, it's been right? we've we've known this since the beginning. I mean, the the greatest and you know the the whole mask issue, uh, data, real data is showing there is absolutely no difference between the numbers of people who are contracting um, COVID nineteen, who wear religiously wear their masks. Look at the lockdown areas. What could be locked down any more than Los Angeles and New York, and you still have spikes. It's a virus. It's going to do what viruses do. Correct. So this is what else he said. Uh, uh, he said that there should be harsh penalties for restaurants that do not follow restrictions instead of targeting the already fragile industry. Boy, how smart is that? How smart is that? Well, you know, he's absolutely right. right. But, you know, you've seen it happen, you know, in cities all over the all over the world where the greatest transmission rates are happening from family to family, where you're exposed to a person for a long period of time, not in a casual sort of a conversation. And and people don't realize this. I don't know, it's, it's hilarious to watch people out walking by themselves with a mask on or driving in a car alone with a mask on. And and you know oh, all the t- you know why people wear a mask when they're driving in a car? No, no. It prevents them from licking the window. Oh, yeah, well, actually, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a window that. licking guard. It's a window, it's a window licking guard <laughs> because those are the same people. Uh, you know, you ever wonder, but uh, okay, we can't go there. <laughs> so. Listen to this last paragraph by Philip, which is going to get him ostracized further than he is. He goes, I don't think it's realistic to be able to say to somebody that you can't or shouldn't have your family over. People are going to do that regardless. I think you need to approach now from a solution standpoint in a way that works within the framework of what people will be doing. Right. Oh, my God. I can't believe. I read that like five times, that article. I'm like, no way. Well, they no just, way. it's the arrogance, the arrogance of the, of the tyrant politician. And unfortunately, they got guys like Murphy and Biden and Biden's ilk got a taste of what total power is really like. And now, they're not giving it up. 
You think Murphy's going to have less than 10 people at his house? Oh, He's yeah. going to have 10 servants <laughs> at his house. Right. All right? Exactly. You mere peons. He's going to have 10. Yeah. Bruce Springsteen, Bon Jovi, all of these people. You think that they do whatever they want. They're in the first tier. Remember right. that. That's They're right. trying to control us, the third tier. How many people we can have our house. Shut the F up. Right. Talk, talk about, you know, you want to talk about censorship. So there's a huge move now where people are moving from Instagram and uh, Facebook and Twitter. And uh, it's it, millions and millions of people are signing on to these two new platforms. One platform is uh, Parler, P-A-R-L-E-R. I'm on there at Gun for Hire. Uh, How do you par- like that? You know what, Sandy? I, I'm getting used to it. It's Listen, it I, took me I two years get to get used to, to Twitter. Yeah. But every time I would post something on Twitter, I get a notification, then I get locked down, and then they took my whole account away. I had seven or 8,000 followers, and they took it away. Yeah, right. Gone. On Parler, Dan Bongino's a, a, a minority partner, I believe. So I, I switched over the Parler, and now, Sandy, there's this other uh, social media uh, company called MeWe, M-E-W-E, and it's very similar to Facebook. Now, the, it's free, MeWe, if you want the premium, it's $5 a month or something. But I, And I, I signed up for the premium. I will pay $5 a month to not be censored. Okay? Yeah, right. I don't need a free public square like a Twitter or Facebook or Instagram where they're going to constantly be, be locking me down, constantly be suppressing me, throttling me and everything. I will, I will pay for it. But millions of people are switching off of these platforms because we all know that the blue check mark crazies on the left can say or do anything they want on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, and they will not be chastised or blocked out for it. But anybody who thinks like a libertarian, a constitutionalist, or a conservative, they're watching every move we make. Every move. Do you think... My concern is, is is this going to be just a series of echo chambers where no one else is going to hear just a bunch of conservatives or libertarians or whatever talking to themselves? Yeah, it is. It's going to be two tribes. You're going to have the left on Twitter and you're going to have the right on Parler. The only thing good is I get a lot of my news from these social media sites because I don't watch network news. Yeah. So a lot of times people will post links to articles or stuff from the BBC or something. So I look at it more for that. And then obviously I do a lot of education promoting the business. And then, of course, I like to do it to 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 bust our elected officials. Yeah, right. You know, I mean, um, and I really toned it back on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. But look what happened. Twitter, I got off. I was locked down on Instagram uh, for like the third time. And Facebook, I told you, two days after the election, they unlocked the Gun for Hire and the Gun for Hire radio account. They were locked. People were sending me messages. They were posting shit. It wasn't showing up. I didn't know what was going on. So I posted something. It didn't show up. No warning, no communication or nothing. Yeah. Two days after the election, I get a notice from uh, Facebook that both of the accounts have been unlocked and you can start posting again. I didn't even know. I was being censored. They just come in and go, you know what, this guy makes trouble, he gets a lot of shares and shit, mm-hmm. so let's just throttle his account until after the election. You're on you, the list. You, you, kill, you still can't search by hashtags on Instagram. A warning comes up because of election integrity. They disabled hashtag searches. 
So, like, if you wrote Biden really lost or something, whatever you do, and people, it won't come up. So they actually did that to suppress the line of communication. But they want to be protected under that 230 regulation. Right, right? exactly, yeah. Right, but because they're 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 uh, they're not a uh, they're a publisher. They're not a publisher. What are they? They uh, I forgot. A platform or something. Platform. Yeah, yeah, they're not a they're they're a platform. They're not publishers. No, you're a publisher. If you're if you're limiting my stuff or flagging it, you're a publisher. So, but now with the the Dems taking over, and I'm going to tell you something. Everybody's worried about these two Senate races in Georgia, which could swing the Senate. If the Senate has a majority of Republicans, it's going to hurt uh biden getting stuff through i gotta i gotta i gotta i gotta talk about something here i'm gonna get beat up by a lot of listeners well you better save it till after the break okay when we come back we come back (laughs) the following is an audio clip taken from a youtube video created by a yugoslavian woman warning america and its people about the perils of socialism Listen closely and see if you see any similarities with the events as of late here in the U.S. And given the current political climate and the censorship that seems to be going along with it, I'm not sure how long this YouTube will still exist. So this might be an episode you'd like to share with a few friends, for just that reason. This is my message for the greatest country in the world. In the light of the recent events in the United States, I felt morally obliged to shed light on a very similar chain of events that took place in my country during the 90s. The cause of those events was the same, a constantly re-emerging ultimate evil, nihilistic, non-theistic religion slash cult that caused hundreds of millions of deaths in the 20th century and countless suffering. Now proponents of that religion want to run the experiment once again, and in that experiment you people of America will be lab mice. Not so long ago, I was a lab mouse of dictators in my country. That country was Yugoslavia. Rather than giving you lessons about history of my country, I want to give you the timeline of the events which led to an extremely bloody war and dissolution of Yugoslavian Federacy. I will leave it to you to make conclusions about similarities with recent events in the United States. In the 1989, the fall of the Berlin Wall marked the victory of the free world over tyrannical monstrosity of communism across the Europe. However, Yugoslav communists didn't feel like letting go of their precious powers. Since the climate in Europe was extremely anti-communist at the time, they knew they needed a new strategy, an ideology that would seduce the masses and keep the power in their hands. So they come up with a very clever idea, to rebrand the communism in Yugoslavia and to change its name into socialism. Not any type of socialism, but a very special type, the National Socialism. Sounds familiar. The playbook they used to progress with their agenda was already tested in Nazi Germany. To establish National Socialism, you must first install hatred in people. In order to create genocidal levels of hatred, you must divide people of one country in well-defined groups. In other words, you must create tribal or groupthink. This can be achieved in different ways. You can divide people by ethnicity, by race, by religion, you can let your imagination go wild. Since Yugoslavs were white, and practically indistinguishable among themselves, the only card they could play was the religion card. Yugoslavia was very mixed religion-wise, and we had Orthodox Christian Serbs, Catholic Croats and Slovenes, and Muslim Bosnians. 
a perfect starting position. In the next phase, you must start making such social policies so terrible that will inevitably lead to the countless individual disadvantages. When the consequences of such government policies become obvious, you must start claiming that the cause of those inequalities is nothing but discrimination and hatred of one group towards another, and naturally, you must start screaming that those inequalities must be corrected by favoring the oppressed, discriminated group over the oppressor group. Enter national quotas for hiring. Now just replace national with race or women. Once the groups are formed and well-defined, it's needless to say that all the mainstream media in Yugoslavia were government-controlled and were fueling the narrative about mutual discrimination and hatred relentlessly. The growing fear and feeling of insecurity destroyed relationships, marriages, friendships. As fear of discrimination and hostility among groups were growing, people started retreating and isolating within their own groups because they didn't feel safe anymore with the individuals of the other group. All of the sudden, staged and very well organized mass protests started all over the country. Protests against the oppression and killing of one group by another. At first, those protests were peaceful, but soon enough, rioting and burning started. Now that you have the attention of the public, you need sparks. What is a spark? A spark is a convenient event of murdering of a random member of one group by a hateful member of another, and you usually need more than one of those. At this point, people were still not completely divided. There were still reasonable people left, those who understood we are all one nation under God, and that we will not kill each other under any circumstances. They went out protesting together, singing for peace and holding their hands. But the hunger for the absolute power of socialists was stronger than our love for each other. And shootings and attacks at protesters continued. In the next phase, the tipping point with no return was reached. People started erecting barricades at the entrance of their cities, their neighborhoods, even on highways and roads. Barricades were guarded with armed civilians. Each and every attempt of the law enforcement to remove barricades and to de-escalate the situation was in vain, since they would be ambushed and killed. Peace couldn't be restored anymore, because headlines, photos and videos of dead people propagated through mass media became too explicit and horrifying. Even those hardcore idealists who believed in one nation under God, peace and love, snapped under the pressure. At that point, army was deployed to restore order. But they couldn't do much, because they were clueless about who was the perpetrator and who was the victim. Simply because there, there were perpetrators and victims on both sides. In the final stages, even the army was attacked during the negotiated retreat and 50 or 100 soldiers were killed. And just like that, Yugoslavia found itself in a civil war. City against city, village against village, family against family, and so on until the whole territories became cleaned of the members of the enemy group. Genocide, ethnic cleansing, relocation of hundreds of thousands of people were everyday news. It lasted four years. 100,000 people died. Some 500,000 were displaced. Those people lost everything. Yugoslavia was drowned in the bloods of thousands of innocent people and destroyed forever. You might wonder how we let that happen. How could we let things get so much out of control? 
That was because we didn't realize who were the real enemies, the enemies of the Yugoslav people as a whole. Instead, we were brainwashed into buying the story that we, the people, are the enemies of each other. While our true enemies were advancing with their sick, demented agenda, which had as the ultimate goal the total and unlimited power. This brings me to present times, the year 2020, and to you, American people. Unless you were living under the rock, you might have noticed that something very strange and vicious is happening in your country. But you're not exactly sure what it is, and where it came from. Because the last time you checked, you were one nation under God, a country of free, independent individuals with equal rights under the law, and core values of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. All of a the sudden, there is protesting, rioting, arson, murder, destruction of public and private property, and lots of lots of people screaming how unbelievably racist and unjust America is. And before you even manage to prepare your morning coffee and turn the TV on, once United Americans are at each other's throat, and bunch of nice and caring people on TV are telling you how you should accept the violence and hatred against Americans because you deserve it. If you have paid attention to what happened in Yugoslavia, I hope you have realized by now that your true enemies are not your fellow Americans. The ones who are, they want you to hate each other and to kill each other, while they're taking away your constitutional rights, your freedoms and your country, your heritage, your way of life and the future of your children. Although it is more than obvious that there are very well-organized groups used as tools to install and amplify hate and to create a division between Americans, there are only metastases which have spread through once healthy America. Of course, there are violent terrorist organizations and they must be removed as well. But the main cancer that is killing America, the one where all this mayhem is coming from, is somewhere else. The real and extremely dangerous enemies of American people are the elected officials in your government, in your states, in your courts. Representatives, governors, mayors, judges. The ones who are pulling the ropes. The ones who hate America and American people so much that would even sacrifice the life and prosperity of their own children just to see it burned to the ground and American blood spilled. Those are really sick, demented, ideologically possessed people and they are in high positions in the government, they are governing your states, your cities, and making decisions in your courts. You know very well who they are. You know very well what they already did to once beautiful and prosperous American states and cities. They are resentful, power, and bloodthirsty. They want you and your children suffering in misery and begging them for mercy. They won't stop, no matter how much you try to appease them unless you, American people, stop them. You're maybe thinking this is not possible. But think again. How many of them tyrants are out there? And how many of you decent American people? What makes them think they can do whatever they want with you? That they can play you for a fool over and over again? And that they're invincible? What makes them think they're gods, morally and intellectually superior compared to you, freedom-loving Americans? Yes, you guessed it. The fact that they managed to get away with it every single time. They faced no pushback and not a single consequence for their crimes against American people. The time has come for them to pay for their treason. How you should act? First thing that you must do. Stop caring whether you've been called a racist, a white supremacist, 
a selfish person who wants to spread the C1984, or whatever nice name they have for you. This irrational fear of stigma, a phobia of being called a racist, has way more destructive implications than you can even imagine. Stop caring whether you offend anyone. Number of people offended by you practicing your First Amendment rights is directly proportional to how successful you are in that. Which means, the more offended, the merrier. Stop attempting to have a fact or logic-based rational conversation. Stop explaining yourself. It's useless. You're wasting your precious time and energy. They have a playbook, and changing their minds is not part of it. Second, exercise your Second Amendment rights. This means, study carefully and in detail gun laws in your state. Next, arm yourself. If you have never used a gun before, make sure to take a basic gun training. This is very important because you must know how to use a gun properly to protect yourself, your family and your property, so that you can avoid hurting yourself or innocent people as a consequence of improper gun use. Be a responsible gun. Right this moment, there is a mad rush in America. Apple, Amazon, Facebook, dozens more. They're an owner. Third and most important, exercise your First Amendment rights. Of course, it is very important to vote in November, but I'm afraid it will not be enough. I have seen such a diversity of ways socialists used to steal the elections in Yugoslavia, and I'm absolutely sure your tyrants will give their best to do the same. You must act now. You must go out on the streets, peacefully assemble and protest against tyranny and infringement of your God-given rights. Millions and millions of you decent American people, you must have your voices heard. You must send a very loud and a very clear message to the elected officials in the federal government and in your states that enough is enough, and that you want them to take action now against tyranny. Remind them why you voted for them and why they are elected. Remind them of their sacred duty to protect the vision of founding fathers of the United States of America. Tell them you want your constitutional rights defended and protected. Tell them you want your history preserved. Tell them you want to be able to freely exercise your rights to free speech, to be able to freely and openly show the love for your country, to be able to proudly put American flag in front of your house, and to openly show your pride of your heritage, your culture, and your nation. Tell them you stand proudly with American law enforcement and that you got their back in the same way you want them to have yours. Tell them you want to be treated as grown-up individuals who can make their own decisions. Tell them that there is no place for socialism in America. Tell them you want the traitors of American people out of their offices and out of government. Tell them you want them charged and prosecuted for treason and crimes against humanity. And that if they are not removed from the government and from their offices, that you, freedom-loving Americans, will unleash all your anger on tyrants and you will remove them yourself. It is your constitutional obligation to protect the legacy of founding fathers and to fight against any form of tyrannical government which infringes upon your constitutional rights. Never forget why you celebrate the Independence Day. Don't be afraid whether you will get attacked for exercising your First Amendment rights. You certainly will be. If that happens, defend yourself. Remember, self-defense is not violence, no matter what they tell you and what they accuse you of. If we, free people of the world, lose America, we will lose the world as well. You must not make the same mistakes as Yugoslavs made. 
because the only casualties of our mistakes were ourselves. This is different because now the future of the whole free world is in your hands. With the news, events and political shenanigans impacting your freedom, you're listening to Gun For Hire Radio, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. Breaking the law, breaking the law. <laughs> oh, hi. <laughs> uh, so, some wishful thinking. So here's the deal. Um, so the Democrats control the House. Most likely the Democrats are going to control the executive branch. I'm not even worried if they take the Senate. I'm going to be honest with you. You know what? They're complaining that all the things they're going to do, let them do it. It'll be two years. Then they'll probably lose the House and Senate after two years. Like, it happens a lot. History repeats itself a lot. You guys can can Google that. Uh, Obama lost it after his second year in. Uh, uh, So let them have it. Okay, I say let them have it and let them fight each other. Trump, too. He had the House and Senate the first two years, and then he lost it. Uh, let the voters decide uh, whatever way we're going to be you know, voting from now on, tin cans or chads or ballots or mail-ins or whatever. But, yeah, I, I really don't care. And it could be a lesson for the people who stayed home and didn't vote uh, to ensure us uh, some conservative leaders out there. And for, at least for the next two to four years, we, we have a pretty decent Supreme Court. I don't see any conservatives retiring. And if any liberals retire, they're just going to be replaced with the same thing anyway. Yeah, right. So basically, that's how I'm feeling. Let them let it burn. Uh, if this is what we're going to do, this is what we're going to do. Right? I, I agree. So... Uh, in other news, in Florida, <laughs> Governor Ron DeSantis uh, has uh, Went the other way. <laughs> signed a law that you can shoot rioters and looters. As it should be. <laughs> okay, BBC News and the Daily Mail, they went crazy about that in England because you're just supposed to let them have all your stuff. Yeah, you're not even supposed to. Uh, you know, menacing is uh, if you take out... Do you remember that... How many years ago was that with it? Uh, it was a very well-known actress, and I can't remember her name, um, where she had a baby at home, and there was some sort of stalker, weird peeping Tom guy who was stalking her and kept coming up to her back uh, window, and she took out a kitchen knife, uh, didn't take it out of the house, just took it out of the drawer and held it up, and she was charged with menace. Oh, menace. I forgot her name. Remember You're that? right. Yeah. Yes. Welcome to a neighborhood near you. So DeSantis is expanding proposing to expand uh, standing ground laws so that if you uh, have a riot or a looter committing felonies, you can do whatever you want. Oh, I forgot to add, by the way, because big business, big tech, corporate donors don't have anything to do with our politicians' decisions. No, not at all. The new 10 p.m. restrictions on bars and social distancing and everything, uh, airports, Newark Airport's exempt from it. Yeah, isn't that amazing? <laughs> because you can't, again, based on science, you you cannot, if there's jet fuel involved or jet fumes involved, you cannot, yeah, you know. They, yeah. So uh, in other news, in New York, an off-duty New York cop uh, was uh, the victim of a carjacking at 2 a.m. on Foster Ave in Canarsie. And a 28-year-old man tra- tapped on his window and uh, tried to break into his car. 
and the officer pulled his off-duty firearm out and shot the perpetrator in the chest and arm. Ooh, that had to hurt. And uh, the officer was not shot during the incident. The perpetrator had a gun. Isn't it, again, we talk about three tiers. See, we, the third tier, are not allowed to have a gun for something like right. that. Yeah, we just now, have to give up the car and our life. Correct. Now, police by far are not the first tier. It's just no. by default no. yeah, they get right. to carry a gun. They still have their yeah. guns. <laughs> They're the exception in our third tier right. because they have guns because the first tier looks down upon law enforcement. We know that already. So uh, just, just, just so you know, <laughs> uh, this is what we have to deal with. And, uh, you know, Joe Biden is going to go after the Second Amendment hot and heavy. As he promised. Um, this is no surprise. Yes. And this is what I do not understand uh, from all of our liberal uh, friends uh, by, who voted for Joe Biden, who are gun owners. Please try to understand, help us understand why. Don't complain at this point, but why? Did you sacrifice yourself that way? I, I, don't, I, I don't get it. He's going to be working with the ATF to change the wording on all of the pistol brace stuff, the others and yep, everything. Right. And uh, in 2019, uh, Biden said something very apropos. This was in Ammo Land. In July of 2019, Biden said, our enemy is the gun manufacturers, mm -hmm. not the NRA. This is the way okay. they've been doing it for years, right? Man? They've been going. Look at all the backdoor issues. It, it, you know, people say this cannot happen in the United States. They're not going to outwardly ban guns, but if they stop people from using from doing banking, if they stop companies like yours and gun manufacturers from banking, from advertising on any platforms, uh, it's a backdoor ban, isn't it? Yeah, I can't advertise on certain platforms. Right. I tried to put our location on Waze and, uh, you know, Lyft and Uber mm -hmm. and stuff like that, and they won't let us uh, yeah. because we're in the violence industry. Right. So isn't that great? By the way, the DeSantis article came to me from a listener called uh, Brad Hendrick from the great <laughs> state of Florida. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so... You know, we uh, we we are hurting big time, and people don't realize that. But you know, uh, he also sent me an article that uh, Wall Street, all the the Nasdaq, all the all the offices that are in New Jersey, are contemplating right now moving to Texas. All oh, the stock to exchanges, Texas, right? Yeah. Well, they want to move because they want to escape the crushing taxes and everything. Oh, and, that they uh, voted for and and uh, and and support. Well, of course, as long as it doesn't affect them, though. That's the hypocrisy right. of the first tier. Okay? That's the hypocrisy of the first tier. I got a letter from my buddy Andy O'Shea. Good day, mate. Hope all is well. I hope you were, I know you were looking for updates on uh, uh, pistol wait times. My son applied for two permits on 1031 and received the electronic approval cert today. So pretty quick. Woodbridge used, the, used to uh, do already within 30 days, but that's pretty quick. I apply for my multiple exemption permit the same day, and I'm waiting on the cert as the checks were all done within the first week. We'll keep you posted. Thanks for everything, and see you soon. Cheers. So <clears throat> I've been saying this all the time. I, I, wanna, I want people to keep me updated. Mm. On what's going on, uh, because I want to, uh, 
I, I want to share with everybody. And I just had a gentleman here uh, come and fix my uh, my gas fireplace in my house. I've lived there four years, and it wouldn't start. And I tried the batteries. I tried kicking it and everything. <laughs> so I called a guy. He came and told me. He goes, hey, gun for hire. I see trucks. He goes, I live in Patterson. I'm waiting to get my gun. I want to come down and shoot. I said, how long are you waiting in Patterson? He goes, seven months. They told me it's because the officer that used to do it retired. Oh, good God. Yeah, so obviously he applied before the new 10-9 all electronic. So I'm waiting, waiting to see towns like Patterson, Passaic. Because remember, a right delayed is a right denied, right? right? Seven months, because he, you know, he retired. Yeah, somebody was retiring, so we, 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 we have to deny your rights and take everything away from you because that's the way it should be. Right, we have right? to train another officer how to read and write. Oh, I got another one here. What's this? I wrote garbage. Garbage, 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 talking about the uh, – so the media declares the president now, right? That's how it works. Oh, yeah, of that's course. That's what I yeah. was told. Yeah, it has nothing so. to do with the Electoral College finalizing a vote. Yes. Or secretaries of state. You know, um, John Petrolino, with his book, Decoding Firearms, has been instrumental um, in helping me with my book, by the way. Uh, you know, you talked about peer review. Mm -hmm. I sent it to him, and he peered the shit out of me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, and uh, if you do not have his book, Decoding Firearms, it's available on Amazon, and it will be at the Gun for Hire retail store very soon, or it will be kicking his ass. He's driving 100 copies up here, uh, John, and I want everybody to, uh, to make a great Christmas gift. Uh, for your friends and family, your new gun owners. Remember, each one, reach one. Let's do some plugs now before I get into some learning and stuff. Marty's V-Burger. Please check him out in New York City, okay? If you own a gun in anywhere in New York, nytacdefense.com. Mention Gun for Hire, promotional code. The other 49 states, U.S. Law Shield, Gun for Hire, one word for 10% off. Uh, the Knife App, Legal Blade. Go check it out. Download it. I think it's $1.99. Evan Knappen, the great one, has a podcast called The Gun Lawyer Podcast, exposing the truth about the laws designed to strip you and your freedoms. Please, you will love him. Great personality. None of the shows have hit an hour long yet. They're about 30 to 38 minutes. So don't worry. They'll start ramping up because that some bitch could talk. <laughs> Am I right or wrong? You're right. I've he's represented me in criminal court. He will wear the opposition down. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you know I've talked about this on the show before. Like when they were, the judge with the prosecutor, they were deciding at the time to, if they should give me my firearms ID card back. Hmm. So the judge says, Mr. Colangelo, should we give Mr. Colangelo's firearms ID card back? So the prosecutor said, Yeah. Napping gets up. Excuse me, Your Honor, uh, New Jersey two C blah 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 <laughs> blah blah blah. Sandy Berardi versus New Jersey nineteen fifty. Before Mr. Colangelo, I was living in a hotel at the time. Mr. Colangelo is in a temporary residence. Therefore, it would be a felony if he were to take his firearms ID card. At this possession of his firearms ID card, I move that the police department holds him until this legal matter is absolved. The judge looks at the prosecutor. The prosecutor looks at the judge. They both shrug their shoulders, and the judge is like, "All right, so be it." You know, but but I always love that story because That's nobody great. looks shit up. Yeah, right. You, right, you know what yeah, I mean. Exactly. Nobody, nobody fact checked Still him like or anything. <laughs> you, 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 you know, you know what I mean. Like he just, whether he made it up or not, it right. sounded so convincing, exactly. and he cited cases and shit. And they're like, okay, whatever. <laughs> but <laughs> so, 
He said walking lawn encyclopedia. Oh, but especially for New Jersey, he knows everything. Oh. He's got his finger on the pulse for everything. I had three more cases this week of people coming in and thanking me for saving their lives. Really? Okay. I had another uh, divorce where I told somebody to put their guns in gun sitters. Oh, wow. And the wife pulled some hokey stuff. And when the cops came to get take his guns away because he threatened her with one, lo and behold, there was no guns there. And he had a receipt for the guns that predated the threat. <laughs> so she was charged. Oh, that's that bites back, doesn't it? Yes. And then I had two, one from New York, thanking me for Peter Tillam at New York Tax Defense because he got him out of a jam. And then I had another one that thanked me for uh, Dan Schmutter referral. Wow. Uh, that had some legal problems. So, Schmutter's a good man. <clears throat> listen, we, we're, we're blessed to have the legal talent we have. Um, started with Stop, Scott Bach, obviously, yeah, and Evan yeah. Knapp and Dan Schmutter. Yeah, yeah. You know, in New York, we have David Jensen. We have uh, Peter Tillum. We have, we have a phenomenal team. And we have Frank Pisano in Montville, which can hold his own with anybody. We have a nice list of... People. That's why if you're not a member, if you live in New Jersey, if you join ANGRPC.org, ANGRPC.org for $40 a year, the back of every magazine are the two A lawyers listed. And every month, two lawyers are listed on top that for $40 a year, you can call them up uh, for free legal advice. Where you get, Sandy, where you get a retainer on a lawyer for $40 a year? 40 bucks. Maybe uh, Nicaragua? You know, it's, it's, it, it's worth its weight in gold. Yes, and, absolutely. You know, I took I take a screenshot every two months when it comes out, and when I get a message through Instagram, Facebook, email or something, somebody's asking me for an attorney, I email them that picture. Yeah, right. It makes it easier for me. Certainly. Because, you know, if you if you live down in Cranberry, you're not going to want to retain probably Dan Schmutter in Ridgewood. Right. We have a, an attorney that's all the way down there in, uh, excuse me, in South Jersey, exit three off the turnpike. So... But if you're in trouble, any type of legal, civil, or criminal stuff with a firearm in New Jersey, you want a firearms attorney. Oh, yeah. Okay, you don't want your friend oh, who yeah. also is a real estate right. attorney. We, I've seen our lawyers come in and try to save people, and I've seen people not get saved uh, because it was too late. Right. Because they hired the wrong attorney. Yes. Who screwed you, it up at the beginning. Yes. You have to be versed in all of the 2A law. You have to be versed and immersed in it. You have to be passionate about it. If you are not, you're risking your life and your freedom. Now, classes. Our instructor classes all sold out. Chuck Leonard and I, we've been having a great time with all these uh, guys and girls that have been taking the classes. The only two classes we still have open is on December 5th, we have range safety officer, certified range safety officer class. And on um, December 19th, we have chief range safety officer. Now, the only way you could take chief range safety officer is if you have taken basic instructor training previously and range safety officer training uh, previously. So if you haven't, uh, email Anthony at Gun for Hire and we can see what we can do to get you in a class to help you out. But our pistol instructor classes, we ran two. Our BITs, we ran two. They sold out. Uh, phenomenal people. Uh, every walk of life, it was just a beautiful thing to have. How much time do we have on this roll, Sand? We've got uh, only about five minutes left. All right. So while, while we're 
let's talk about a little bit of learning. So a lot of people keep asking me about my book, and I'm, I'm work, I have a working title on the book. And, you know, the goal is really to get the book out by my birthday in February. There's no way I'd get it out uh, by Christmas or the holidays. Joey Grimaldi emailed me today and asked me to status. Stop pressuring me! <laughs> uh, no, I love you, Joe. So uh, we're still working on a working title for the name. If anybody has any ideas, let me know. I liked Tough Target, but somebody had that already. <laughs> Uh, believe it or not. Actually, about 30 people had that. But uh, I'm getting a lot of help from a lot of people except Sandy. And um, <laughs> no, uh, no, it's, it's uh, Sandy. Sandy's been very helpful. I don't know who that was talking in the microphone with me. I think it was my other somebody, personality. Yeah. Get out of here. I'm not leaving. <laughs> Shut up. What? Okay. So here's the deal. Uh, so I'm working on the book. And, you know, I do a lot of learning segments from the book and I've been reflecting on those learning segments and rereading the learning segments and uh, the book is uh, I think it's going to be really good I'm, I'm hoping again by February Matt uh, Danches that's here uh, at Gun for Hire since its inception he is going to be doing illustrations for the entire book Sandy that's going to be great yeah that's I don't want to do pictures artist. yeah I don't want to do pictures because they'll get dated yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, you'll look like so. Masada Ayub's book yeah, you know, if you read one of my favorite books is in the Engravist Extreme by yeah, Masada yeah. but it the was done chops. like in the seventies. Everybody has mutton chops <laughs> and those like silk shirts with the really wide lapels right, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I don't Rex is here, by the way. Rex is so so I don't want that. So let's let's do some some learning while I'm uh while I'm still working on my book, even though all you people are killing me. Uh so they, we, cha we changed our clocks now, and it gets dark like 2 o'clock in the afternoon, right? Right, yeah. So we got to be careful driving now. There's wet leaves on the road. It's very easy to get into a skid if you, if you stop or something, you know, like a panic stop. Mm. Kids running in and out of cars because, you know, like, it's dark at 4 o'clock, literally. I exaggerate at 2.30. It's dark. By 5 o'clock, it's pitch black oh, it's out. pitch black, yeah. The, the pre between daylight savings time, the holidays, winter, and these massive lockdowns, I, uh, you know, I talked to Gerard Optoff, who's one of our doctors uh, in the quarantine crawl. The mental health crisis in this country is, is you, you can't quantify it right now. That's brutal. Yeah. Okay, you, you can't, can't quantify it. Uh, he's on the quarantine crawl, by the way. The quarantine crawl page, I haven't been pitching it that much, I told you, because we're we're making some changes, so it's easier to search by category and location. And the programmer should be done in a week or so, and then you're really going to see me pushing it and rolling it out again. There's 265 businesses on it. But, wow. So some fall shopping and safety tips, going to the mall. You know, now people are, like, uh, so pent up that they're locked up that you're, they're letting their guard down when they go out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, so if you must shop at night, keep your car doors locked, your windows closed, okay? And park. try to park in a well-lit area. Drive around a little more and, and try not to park in a dark area. Always avoid parking next to vans or trucks or camper shells or cars with tinted windows. You don't know if somebody's sitting in there. You don't know if somebody's going to jump out and grab you, especially you females out there. This is where it's nice to be my size because fat people are hard to kidnap. <laughs> <laughs> okay? 
Uh, we've talked about this 50 bajillion times, right? Don't leave packages or valuables on the seat or back of your car. It creates a temptation for thieves. If you must leave something in your car, lock it in the trunk or the back if you have an SUV. And what do we talk about? The black blanket. The black blanket, which we okay. keep saying that we're going to yes. come up with, but we never do. All right. Throw a black blanket over the stuff. Nobody can see what's underneath it. All right. Be sure to lo locate your keys prior to going to your car. Ladies, digging into your purse as you're walking down a parking lot with your cell phone on your ear is and carrying three packages <laughs> is not is not what we really want to see. When you approach your car, be aware of your surroundings. Keep secure hold of your purse, handbag, or parcels. Don't put them down on top of the car in order to open the door. All right. And if you're suspicious, you know, Sandy always talks about normalcy bias. If you're walking out to your car and something doesn't feel right, snap out of it because something's not right. Right. Okay? Look around at your surroundings. Remember, I always talk about when you walk out of a mall, latch on to people. Yeah. Not too close where they're like, who's this weirdo? And not too far like you look like you don't belong with them. But you can walk with a purpose three, pe three feet behind a group of people. And look like you're part of them to a criminal. And then you break off last minute and you go right to your car, right? Right. So think think about that. Uh, avoid wearing expensive jewelry. Try to shop during the daylight hours. Uh, you know, try to dress casually and comfortable. A lot of ladies, they go right from work and they're wearing four-inch spiked dress heels. Not a good defensive thing, you yeah. know? Uh, when you're paying with an ATM card or a debit card or a credit card, be careful that the machine looks legitimate, you know, like where you slide it in for your chip now because there are skimmers out there. Remember, there's cameras. They could be focused on you when you're going to enter your PIN number. Put your opposite hand over your index finger when you're pressing your PIN number in. You'd be surprised how well these scams work, okay? Oh, yeah, if yeah. there's a skimmer or credit card reader hooked up to a machine, when you enter your credit card to get all your info, if that video camera captures your PIN number, you're done. Yeah, right, exactly. You're done. And if you have credit card alerts on your phone, so last week, Sandy, my personal credit card, Amazon charge, $46 on my card. What wow. the hell was that? I open my Amazon account, no charge. Sandy, 30 seconds later, $390, $550 charge. American Express sends me a, a large purchase approval on the 550. I deny it because I have anything over $500 on my Amex card has to be approved yeah. as part of their app. I call American Express. I give them the information. They cancel my card immediately. They take the three uh, charges off of my Amex. I get an email from Amex. I got an email from Amazon. It was some, some kind of phishing scam or something. And boom, that's done. By the way, that credit card, that Amex card I have, I yeah. only use that for online purchases. Oh, wow. Okay. My other credit card that I have, I have another Amex card uh, I use for traveling and going out to dinner and stuff. That credit card is only for online purchases. Now, did you... Um, did you buy through anybody other than Amazon? 
What do you, oh, yeah, I use that for other. I, I oh. order from Atlantic Cigar. Okay, Anything right, on right. my computer, that's the only credit card I have saved unless they don't take American Express. Yeah, I do the same okay? thing. Okay. So I only have one card for all my online purchases. So when I, and I have Amex is great, their app, I have the alerts for everything. Every, right. If I charge 62 cents, I get an alert on my phone. Yeah, it comes right up on the phone. Okay. And I have a, a large purchase approval. I set it for $500. And the second charge was in the four hundreds wow now for you youngsters out there in the old days we would not have known this occurred until we got our billing statement in yep. the mail yep so 20 or 30 days would have went by unless we went to the store to buy milk and eggs and we were told our credit card was denied because it was maxed out <laughs> right exactly and then you'd get on the phone you'd be on hold for two hours and you'd find out that you got scammed so that's a great great thing you okay Okay, so keep cash in your front pocket when you're going to a mall, uh, uh, guys, because they'll lift your wallet in a second. This is a great one for you uh, people like me who have a black belt in shopping. Be extra careful if you do. Uh, uh, if you're, uh, uh, be extra careful and avoid overloading yourself with packages. It's important to have clear visibility <laughs> when you're. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Beware of strangers approaching you for any reason, okay? This is when the con artists try all their various methods of distracting you, trying to take your money, belongings, your freedom, your health, or in my case, they'd be trying to take my virginity, <laughs> okay? Now, if possible, leave small children at home with a trusted babysitter or family member, okay? You should do that. Remember now, before you enter a mall, Take a picture of your child with what they're wearing, just like you should do on vacation. Mm -hmm. If you get separated from that child, you will have a current photo of what they're wearing when they call the alert and they lock everything down, all right? Teach children to stay close to you all the time. Never allow children to make unaccompanied trips to the restroom. That's where the pedophiles hang out. Oh, yeah, you see it all the time, too. Never let your children go to the car alone. And they, this one, without say, they should never be left alone in the car. Teach your children their full name, address, and telephone number to give to police or mall security. You'd be surprised how many kids they don't know, okay? That was the uh, first thing our parents taught them. Oh, name, address, and phone number. It was yep. like rank, name, rank, and serial number yeah, when we were yeah. kids. When we were kids. Remember, criminals pose as couriers delivering gifts. Anthony's old trick, write tip on an envelope, put $5 on it, and slide it under the welcome mat of your house, condo, or apartment. Somebody's delivering something you do not expect. Tell them to leave it at the front door, and there's a tip for them if you want to give them a tip under the doormat. You can do this with food delivery, too. Food delivery now, they're doing contact-free food delivery. You can tip them right on the app. Yeah. Now the food delivery, they leave it right at the front door, and they text you when they left. So you don't even have to come in contact with anybody. I love this. Less people I have to oh, engage I with. I know this is like our, our greatest wet dream. Okay. Also, holiday season. Hanukkah's coming up. Christmas. Houses get robbed when people go to other people's houses or go to houses of worship. There's a whole criminal crew that prey on this. Mm -hmm. Nothing like having 50 gifts under a Christmas tree in your front window and, and your landscaper on. or the roofing guy <laughs> sees it or your next door neighbor across the street sees it. And what they do is they see you all get in the car packed up with gifts with your Sunday best on. And guess what they do? They wipe your house out. Okay. 
they wipe your house out. So you got to be careful of that. Um, it's, uh, you know, criminals are out there. There's a whole sect of shoplifters and scam artists and grifters that you have to deal with during the holidays and shopping and the fall season. Make sure the timers on your inside lights and outside lights are working or if you have apps, make it look like somebody's home. Also, when you're not home, leave a TV or a radio on so it looks like somebody's home. We always talk about putting a dog dish in a dog bone on the back yep. porch, you know, even if you don't have a dog. Let them keep them wondering that fluffy, the 145-pound Rottweiler <laughs> is sitting there. I have phenomenal great news, Sandy. I want to change the subject. Last Tuesday, Paul Nolan came to the range. Oh, man, that's great. Paul Nolan owns Physical Graffiti in Linden. Him, his son Paul, that and his great wife news. Carrie, they own Physical Graffiti. Paul has been a gun for hire guy forever. Two-way advocate was in a serious, severe motorcycle accident. Was not looking good, and he's about ninety-five percent recovered. He's tattooing. That's great. His speech, everything is right on. He lost a ton of weight. He lost a ton of uh, muscle, obviously, you yeah, know, because yeah. he was in the hospital for weeks and weeks at a time. He had a feeding tube in himself and everything, man. I mean, mm. like, you, to, if you didn't know Paul, you wouldn't have known he was in a serious head trauma accident if you met him. And to be honest, I couldn't tell. Wow, that's great. So he came, it was his birthday. Him and his wife and his son came here, and they were taking him for lunch to, for his birthday at Jose Tejas. But he wanted to stop by and wish everybody well and thank everybody for their support and prayers and words and stuff. So, listen, miracles do happen. Remember, Sandy, we were yep. talking. He didn't know who he was. He was like an infant in the yep. hospital yep. and everything. So it's 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 a beautiful thing. Even Rex is excited. He is. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. So if you need a tattoo, check out Physical Graffiti in Linden, New Jersey. His wife does all the piercings. She's the, the tattoo parlor manager. And uh, Paul is back to doing tattoos. A lot of our employees and stuff go there. Paul has done tattoos on me uh, as well, too. Uh, when I'm done, I'm going to hit Richie in the head with the hammer because he just, he's killing me today, by the way. <laughs> I just, I just, I just want to get that out there. So That's good. You, you want to yes. make a record of that. Yes, I need a record of it. You know why? Because I want to be tried for this crime because I want to brag about this crime. <laughs> Okay? I want it to be on record. <laughs> okay? I want it to be on record. And uh, I'm looking forward in the future to having Dylan on the radio show. And I'm looking forward to having John Y on the radio show once we start doing in studio again, Sandy. Yep. Hopefully, uh, I'm going to say, let's say after the holidays. Yep. Which are right around the corner. I really want to get these youngsters in here. And yeah, I want to, you know, I want to, uh, I want, I want to uh, have them on. So we can all, all have a good time, you know? So that's it. Rex, you're getting a hammer too. It's Rich, it's all good. It's all good. I'm not gonna hit Rich with the hammer. I got the spear that Henry made me, the Dory. That's perfect, yeah. Yeah, so now you don't have it on record that I'm gonna use the hammer. Oh no, you know how clumsy he is, he trips and falls on <laughs> Yeah, Richie's gonna trip over the Dory. <laughs> Sixty-four times. You gotta get it right. <laughs> Listen, I love you all. The holidays are coming up. Black Friday and the whole bit. If anybody wants to buy me a holiday gift, 
nothing says love like ammo. <laughs> okay? <laughs> nothing sells, says love better than ammo. Thank you all for your undying support. We've been very busy. The uh, All the members have been understandable with the ammo restrictions and everything. Gun people are truly the best people. And remember to spread this episode far and wide to friends and family, especially in the upcoming holidays. Well, looks like you've done it again. You've wasted yet another perfectly good hour listening to Gun For Hire Radio. Gun For Hire Radio is a counterthink media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. On behalf of our spear-wielding show host, Master Trainer Anthony Calandro, and the rest of the crew here at Gun For Hire Radio, we do thank you so much for listening. See you next week. Shine